Welcome back to Been There, Watch That, and it is Oscar month. Storied history. Since 1929, there's been over 3,000 Oscar statues handed out to actors, directors, every other part of the business, uh, effects. Um, this month, we're doing something a little bit different. We are looking at the 2021 nominees for the 2022 Oscars, which is the 93rd Oscars award ceremony and we've got a, a list of 10 or 12 films nominated for best picture and we're gonna do those as our pick for the next couple times this time it is nightmare alley man <laughs> this will be the challenge we got to figure out the pronunciation of this director guillermo del toro i believe that sounds right sounds good to me and this will be he's already won one oscar for the Shape of Water. I don't know if you guys have seen that. That was in 2000. That was a 2017 film, and now he's back, being wow. nominated once again for Nightmare Alley, starring Bradley Cooper. What a movie! Oh I did not. I, I'm not a big fan of like new movies usually. Like I'm an 80s guy. But right. Man, what a movie! Yeah, this, I knew coming in today. I was just that would be something I'd be continuing to say. Like, wow, I don't. I, I'd never heard of this. It. Is well, this, this this is a wild one. Yeah, this was actually a remake. Really? Yeah, okay. I did not know that. Well, here, here's Based the thing. On a book? Well, it was a movie back in the '40s, but uh, the director kind of they said he went more the direction of the book. So, say so it's technically not a remake of the of the movie, but there's you know hints and sprinklings of it throughout. Very. Uh, oh. Parts are very, very long, vi very violent. <laughs> uh, definitely uh, not a. Not a fast-moving movie. I mean, it, it moves along, but I, as I as I finished watching last night, I was like, eh, I'm thinking Joe might have been twiddling thumbs a little bit here and there for this one. How'd you know? The, the pace <laughs> does not, and that kind of seems like I don't know. The critics like a, a slow, drawn-out, artsy kind of movie. That's because they're old and slow and drawn-out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was the runtime on this? It felt two hours. It was over two hours. Really? Long. Wow. I don't know. See, this is, I kind of enjoyed it because I think Peace Movie is kind of my deal. I, I was trying to predict where we were going with it, and I wasn't sure. I was not either. Especially in the beginning where he was quiet. Bradley Cooper's character was quiet didn't and just didn't say a lot. for the first five minutes. Yeah. No, you know, 11 minutes. He, he uh, met his first word, 11 minutes yeah. and 16 seconds. Because he, uh, you know, just the whole, you couldn't tell what he was doing at the house that he left. He starts it, with him dragging a body and then burning it. Well, and I wasn't positive it was a body. Oh, I kind of thought maybe that was a trick because it was something wrapped up. I mean, you know, I was kind of like, that's a body. But then I was like, well, I, just not enough information there. But uh, Two and a half hours. Wow. Yeah, so. And I felt every bit of it. <laughs> oh, I, I loved it. I was like, man. Really? This is, yeah, I was like, this is so much foreshadowing, so much uh, work to establish the story. Because, I mean, then at the end of the movie, you see the. It oh really, literally becomes full that circle. Yeah. Oh my crazy. gosh! How I knew that though. I knew when he walked in where that was going. Yeah. When yeah, at the end he that. did the little well, I'm a, uh, oh, shoot, not a mind reader, but a mentalist. I'm a mentalist. Let me give you a just name. He's like, nope, but it's I a, do have a job. The yeah. lady that turns on him at the end, I kind of didn't see that coming. That was the psychologist lady. Yeah. Turning on him. At the end. No, that was coming. <clears throat> her right. de her demeanor in the in the nightclub. Yeah, yeah. She was bad news. Yeah, and she told him that up front. Yeah. 
So you guys ready for yeah. a rest? Paint a picture for the audience here. Oh, all right. For those that haven't seen this one. So, in 1940s New York, down on his luck, Stanton Carlisle endears himself at, to a clairvoyant and her mentalist husband at a traveling carnival. Using newly acquired knowledge, Carlisle crafts a golden ticket success by swindling the elite and wealthy. Hoping for a big score, he soon hatches a scheme to con the, a dangerous tycoon with help from a mysterious psychologist who might be his most formidable opponent yet. And now for the casting call. Bradley Cooper plays Stanton Carlisle, and he's known for A Star is Born and American Sniper. Kate Blanchett plays Dr. Lilla Ritter, and she's known for The Aviator. William Defoe plays Clem Hotley, and he's known for the Spider-Man movies. Rooney Mara is known for, uh, or plays Molly Cahill, and she's known for The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and The Social Network. Uh, That's where you've seen her? Yeah. Ron Perlman plays Bruno, and he's known for the Hellboy movies and the Beauty and the Beast series. Well, and he did, uh, what was that popular motorcycle gang show? Oh, yeah. oh Sons of and Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's big in that. He's a gruff character. Yeah. Mary Steenburgen plays Mrs. Kim- Kimball, and she's known for Step Brothers. Man, and- what a scary part she played in yeah. that. <laughs> wow, we got to talk about that. Yep. Go ahead, sorry, Joe. And, and Back to the Future Part Three. Oh yeah, yeah. David uh, Strathairn plays Pete. And he's known for Lincoln, Godzilla, and L.A. Confidential. Jim Beaver plays Sheriff Jedediah Judd. And he's known for Deadwood and Breaking Bad. This one I did not catch. Tim Blake Nelson plays Car- the Carney boss, and he was in Old Brother Where Art Thou and The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, Old Brother Warto is one of my favorite movies, and I did not catch him in this one. Well, see, and that that's a lot of stuff like David Strahan. You know, he was in The League of Their Own. Mm-hmm. He played a major role in that. Uh, Sneakers, which is an old movie that's uh, pretty neat. I mean, he he played a lot a lot of stuff. Temple Grandland, We Are Marshall. You know, which is local to us here at Marshall University. I can't. I just L.A. Confidentials his billing for that. Yeah. Because yeah, what of I crazy, cause, I just because yeah, what I do is I pull up their IMDb's and, yeah. and look at their popularity list of right, what right. they're known for. And I just mean he's in a lot of other big movies. Like he was in Maytuan, which is about Maytuan, West Virginia, where all, which is home to us as well. Yeah, he's he was in a lot of stayed, big movies. He's L.A. Confidential is not one that I would say is the movie. Over the years, he's done a lot of stuff. Yeah. I, anyway, all right. Sorry. That guy that I don't know his name, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I've seen him in plenty of stuff. Yeah. So that. Uh, finishes up about, the casting uh, call. Willem Dafoe? Is that yep. There? Yep. Yeah, William Dafoe, Paul Anderson. I mean, William Dafoe played a good part in this. I couldn't figure oh, him out yeah, either. He, was, he played the scumbag very well. Was he, though? I mean, was he really I a mean, scumbag? He was taking guys off the streets and turning them into a exhibit and then uh, dumping them half dead in the rain. That's kind of the role <laughs> of that position, though. And I mean, that's, I thought uh, he was pretty forthright about it. You know, you find somebody and, you pretty. know. It's already down on their luck and kind of, you know. Turning them insane. And they're people, right, yeah. I mean, they already got to kind of be forcing there. Forcing them to eat chickens. Yeah. So I did find out that that actually was a common practice. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me see where it was. That, da, da, da. that plays a, uh, we've hinted at it a little bit, this turn <clears> at the <throat> very end of the movie. That's kind of a central thing is that, you know, there's these guys that they pick them up off the street and they're, he said, a two bottle a day type of drug. Yep. Slip them some opium, like pretty much 
make him go mad and then put him in a cage and have people come see him. Yeah. Crazy. So the geek. Yeah. Him. Yes, the geek was originally from the word geck, meaning fool or simpleton, and a term used around circuses and carnivals to describe a wild man or woman. Yeah. A typical geek show in the mid-19th century would have a person on stage biting the head off of an animal and drinking its blood. Often dragged out, the act of biting off the head was the pinnacle of the performance, leaving the audience with a scene of bloodshed and death. Jeez. Yeah, welcome to the 1940s at a carnival. You're not seeing that at the Black Lana Festival anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, at least not on purpose. See the ha- yeah, you, you might see the hairy person, but not uh, yeah. part of the... <laughs> Not yeah, getting paid. Yeah, you will see, not getting paid. Yeah, you will see sites that you go, where do I pay a ticket for? Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was the whole thing. I mean, the, you know, the take gross and uh, scary, like... Disturbing. Like fetuses oh, in yeah. jars and yeah. scary, hairy people and electric people doing shows. Yeah, doing the electric show. Electric. Back then, that would have been startling because, you know, electricity was still, you know, not mainstream like it is now where it's everywhere. Who who wanted to see uh, the little person guy fight, actually fight somebody? He d- part of his act was he's like I'm trained in all these uh, yeah kung fu type things. It's the you know a guy that's like three foot tall and he challenges anyone in the crowd to come and fight him. Yeah, they didn't fall through with that though. We didn't get to see that fight. It's kind of neat. So this is a re-adaptation of the book that was written in 1946. Now there was a uh, 1947 picture, but it wasn't based off that. So the book was originally written by William Lindsay Gresham. This. You guys Gresham haven't seen Shape of Water, right? Yeah. You no. have seen it? Yeah. No, I haven't. It's very similar. Yeah. Dark and kind of. Yeah, kind of set in the yeah, kind of sit with the uh, in the past and very strange. Yeah. Strange premise. So yeah, man, I I did not expect this movie to be this good. I'll be honest with you. Well, the director. I mean, where does he find time to have a normal life he's been nominated 113 times what? wow he's had 48 wins i mean not all of those are oscars obviously there's, what there's more minor uh no way you know golden globe he's won british academy film film awards he's won two of those i mean list goes on and on there's all these that's cra- i've never even heard of this director at some point he must be like what's some I, of his other big ones i can't show up for that one i've, I'm, I've had <laughs> enough of these awards uh pan's labyrinth is his Big movie. Never heard of it. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth. I don't know about that one. It was nominated for Best Original Screenplay. 2006 film. It's not in English. Ah. But it. Best huh. motion, motion Picture, Foreign Language, Pan's Labyrinth. Get nominated this. Golden Globe. Set in Spain, 1944. So he keeps going back to these 40s mm-hmm. settings. And I have to say, for for this kind of content, it was kind of refreshing. It, it being a new movie, yeah, and not being so watered down. Yeah, like, yeah, I agree. Because that I'm you not mean the grittiness of it. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I'm not saying you know you need to have gritty for grittiness' sake, but typically a lot of these new movies are so watered down that it's like. They'll say, yeah, he's a real bad guy, and he'll eat, he'll bite the head off a chicken, but yet, that's it. Uh, and and, and it's, this was like, oh, no, you all see how bad this guy is? Yeah. Watch yeah. him bite the head off the chicken. Yeah. 
So, and that kind of ruthlessness um, was portrayed throughout the whole movie, I thought. Yeah. Like, yeah. even the guy, like, I, I was kind of thrown with the guy that he goes to, to dupe. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is called a lie detector. We're going to ferret you out in a hurry. Yeah. You know, and, and he was in this fortress and, you know, the the bodyguard sitting there eyeing him up and he was like, what is going on? And then, you know, you realize that he might not walk out of there. Right. <laughs> so well, it's kind of the mob mentality. Yeah. We yeah. should throw in that kind of what he develops into is a quote unquote mentalist, but he's using tricks with his assistant yeah. to, uh, I mean, he's still really good. He's able to pick up on all these subtleties. Yeah. But basically he's tricking people back then into forking over money for him to talk to spirits or, yeah. or look into their soul. Past and, loved ones. And do all these mentalist type things. You know, and the funny part is, did you guys catch the guy that he poisoned and killed um, that taught him everything so he could Pete. get his book? Yeah, Pete. Did you guys catch that Pete said, hey, you you know, he was astounded or maybe abashed by the fact that Pete went back and told someone after the show, he's like, hey, this is not real. You know, it's just a show. You know, and he's like, why would you, you could give them hope. And he's like, you never give them hope, you know, and this leads down this road. It'll kill you. Right. Cause yeah. I never thought that would be the poignant part of the movie that would come back later and be like, I told you so. Yeah. I mean, what a, I don't know if you guys picked up on Cause that because it's so going, subtle. Right. So keep subtle. Keep the lie going too long, then yeah. you get yourself into trouble. Yeah. People yeah. are like, but they have this thing where you tell them, oh, you're dead relative is with you now and yeah and they're tracing you down after the show because they want more of that connection. yeah yeah i'll pay you more they to... want more of the connection with their relative but... he's like you could have took their money he's like no but to, to me that was the point of the movie that i i had to go back and watch a little bit again because i was like that was the the hook but i almost missed it yeah you know and i had to go back and kind of catch it again to pick it up i don't did you guys pick that up at all during that scene when he's there and he's kind of drunk and he's, you know, telling him that. Uh, I think I did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it came back at the end of the movie and you're like, yep. Whew. That or, you know, how... Uh, I mean, that was what got... That caused so much problems with uh, the lady from Step Brothers, that actress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's totally distraught about her son. Who oh, my gosh. Got killed. Her smile at the end of that is just freaky. But he, he basically tells her, like, you're all going to be together again yep. soon. And uh -huh. she decides... We'll make that happen, make that, by golly. Make that happen with a pistol right yeah. now. And William Defoe telling him how you hook the geek and how, you know, carnival works and giving him the inside scoop. There's a lot of layers to this one, yeah. Well, and so when that happened, I'll be honest with you, when William Defoe was giving him his talk, I thought he's going to take William Defoe's place. Because he's savvy, he's handsome. You know, the lady tells him when, when he's taking his bath, you know, right off the bat, you know, ooh, you're trouble. Easy on eyes, yeah. yeah, you're you're one of those guys. And I think he's going to he's gonna trick William Defoe out of that lead spot. That's where I thought it was going. So, I don't know. I, let's play the, you know, what was, someone asked you about Nightmare Alley. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? What was the most poignant scene? I have mine, Justin. Do you want you me go to go ahead? Okay. Yeah. The scene right after when when it's all opens up to him, like you know, this is all an act. This is how we do it. When they're sitting down at that table and they basically just start spilling their guts on, this is how things work. Yeah. And 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 you know, here's the trigger words that tells me what the item is. Yeah. And, stuff like and, that. and they just start because that's basically the foundation of mm -hmm. how he springboards into what's behind the smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Yeah, the peek behind the curtain 
understand for me that was kind of unique to this movie and was stuck with me was you know they're under the stage with like a mirror doing tricks and stuff to you know pretending that you know people put their question in an envelope they pretend to burn them they're actually like yeah they put them under the stage you know magic tricks that they're using yeah. to deceive people huh so hold on what justin what part was that the mirror scene where they're I mean, checking the crowd real quick like that or what part was it for you uh i'd say more just the um the arc of bradley cooper's character seeing him yeah. get to these all these heights of fame and making a bunch of money to how far it falls that's that's what sticks with me how far it my, crashes and burns yeah it's crazy my scene for me is when um mary steinburn who's the the mom that you know wants mm -hmm. to see her son who's already dead when she smiles and pulls the trigger on herself, I yeah. was like, "Wow!" Was oh, you get that the, one. The, the castle just tumbled. You know, the car, house of cards just fell. Yeah. And I was like, "That scene is so eerie and so gripping." There's a lot of tension. That stuck in my mind because I was like, "Oh my!" And they did that cutaway with the camera, but they didn't like cut away and then and then you hear the shot or something. Yeah. I mean, it's like a split second of. Like, oh gosh. It was brutal. Yeah. yeah. And when she shot him, I just couldn't. That that, that whole scene, I was just like. So to me, that kind of described the movie. You just don't see the punches coming. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect to see her shoot him, and then when she turned the gun on herself, that really yeah. Uh, well, I mean, and caught it, me off guard. That whole the way the director set that up, he did that throughout the whole movie. Yeah, you know, he did yeah. that with the mirror scene. You know, you're kind of watching this play out with the crowd, and then all of a sudden you see her look down at the mirror, and you see the guy underneath. You know, and it's it's kind of like, oh, okay, I did not see that coming. You know, the electric thing. Did not see that coming. Uh, you know, the geek coming out and ripping the head off the chicken. Did not see that coming. I was like, what's he going to... Is he going to pounce on this thing and just start eating, like, meat? Well, well, and the thing... But he of rips was, the head off. Well, and what's crazy is they show the whole time before they throw the chicken in, there's snakes yeah. in there, too. So you're going, okay, where's all this going? Because there's snakes yeah. in the scene and... Yeah, what's going on? So that's what I'm saying. The, to me, the poignant parts were those quick, just punch you straight in the nose... Yeah, you know, as you it said, coming. it's kind of grisly. Yeah, you the, know. the blind sides. Yeah, so good movie for that type of yeah. I mean that action. That shot they show after he's pummeled the uh, the rich guy at the end. Yeah, I mean that was oh, grisly. Grisly, too. yeah. His nose was totally like caved in. Like, yeah, he and did not point any punches with, and then he runs the guy over shortly after. Yeah, twice. oh my yeah, gosh, twice. yeah. Well, yeah, he hits him and then he's like seriously injured and then runs yeah. over. Yeah, Holt McCauley. Oh man, my colony. So yeah, brutal movie. Now I did find this interesting. Yeah. So during a January 2022 interview with Terry Gross on NPR program Fresh Air, uh, Mr. Del Toro said that one reason, one of the reasons he had long been interested in the subject of grifters and fake psychics who prey on vulnerable and grieving people, like the ones depicted in the movie was that in 1998, when his father was kidnapped in Mexico and held for ransom, his family was immediately preyed upon by con artists claiming to be psychics. Del Toro recounted, quote, One of the first warnings that came from the hostage negotiator, he said, Beware of the psychics, quote-unquote psychics. They are going to show up really early, and no sooner had I hung up the phone than I went to see my mother, and there were two psychics sitting in the living room telling her, they knew where they could lead us to where my father was because they could sense him. Huh. And this made an, an indelible impression. 
Yeah. And, and that cruelty, which I saw firsthand, also is part of the spirit in this movie, unquote. I believe that. It still goes on today. You know, missing somebody's oh, yeah. missing a loved one, they just disappear, then they get desperate and they go to a psychic to yep. try to leave me. Can you sense where they are? I mean, it's still yeah. going on in 2022. Yeah, it's not that far of a, a concept. So, Joe, do you have a... Uh, who would you rather see? Oh, would you rather? Yes, I do. It's a very short would you rather list. Yeah. But I do have would you rather. Okay. I'm curious on this one because I feel like this is not a cut and dry movie. Yeah, this this go... So I have uh, two characters. Yeah. And and for one option for the first character and two options for the second character. Okay. So, okay. So for the role of Stanton Carlisle, would you rather see Bradley Cooper or... Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So I liked Leonardo DiCaprio in uh, "Can You Catch Me," where he was a con man, yeah. a very convincing con man. Catch me if you can. Or yeah, catch me if you can. can. Yeah, 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 with Tom Hanks. Yeah. I mean, he played that role fantastic. So he, I feel like he could be a yeah, good con he, man. He could pull it off for sure. Yeah. So I, I think either or. Okay. So. And he's, you know, he's pretty handsome. Okay. He does, here's the thing though he doesn't have Bradley Cooper's blue eyes yeah but he's got that swall that I think he, he does could, but yeah. I mean Bradley Cooper stands out amongst a lot of people because he's got those bright blue eyes right and that makes him appear a little more charming I think yeah but I think Leonardo DiCaprio could have pulled it off yeah very easily yeah hmm. uh, actually I almost think Leonardo would be more slimy yeah, he could get that little extra. Yeah, he could be a little better. Yeah, a little more conniving, a little yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, that's so, a good so one. So this would be an interesting one to to see hmm. play yeah. out. Interesting. Okay. So that's all I could find for uh, Mr. Carlisle. So yeah. for Molly uh, Cahill or Cahill or however we pronounce her last name. Yeah. Would you rather She's see the electricity girl? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. the main female character. Yeah. Would you rather see Rooney Mara play it or Jennifer Lawrence? Nah, nah, nah. nah, Jennifer okay. Lawrence, not that. No okay. thanks. Okay, or Lady Gaga. Uh, I think uh, let's let's stick with Mooney or whatever. Rooney. Well, have you guys seen uh, what's the movie she did with Bradley Cooper? Where he's a country singer? Uh, Stars Born. Yeah. Yeah. You guys seen that? Huh. Yep. That's pretty good. They had good chemistry. You're right. That's the only reason I would consider her is because they had good chemistry. You know, I, for a singer, I was impressed with her acting skills. Yeah. I think uh, she has more of the... The girl who's in it has more of that uh, old-timey 1940s. Yeah, thing. yeah. No, that that's a great point. Um, she she looked the part and kind of had the voice for it. Yeah. Yeah, she looked kind of 1940s. They had to do some extra work to get Lady Gaga to look to fit that role is what you're saying. <sighs> She could pull it off too, I don't know. I just I saw her in *The Stars Born* and she's got a lot of bronx in her. That'd be kind of hard to. Like she has that voice and kind of that swagger of a New York girl. Yeah. Where this lady, you, I would, she fit the time period somehow. She's yeah. super know. reserved at first too. Yeah. Yeah. She she yeah. almost she like the, they literally just pulled her out of the 1940s. Yeah. And slapped and stuck her in, her in there. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about that. Yeah. She's uh, real shy at first and yeah. played that pretty well. I'm going with Justin. No Jennifer Lawrence. No Lady Gaga. Nope. <laughs> I was going to say, I was, 
I mean, it was obvious, pretty easy when you guys shot down Jennifer Lawrence, but to hear the banter back and forth, I was like, okay, I, I was waiting to see how this was rolling out because yeah. you guys almost... Well, just uh, because of their chemistry of Bradley Cooper and A Star is Born. Right. It, that one, I, I was almost to see if you guys was actually going to teeter on that one or not. Uh-oh, Dave's getting the pin back out. That makes twice this episode, so yeah, we must be hitting some big triggers Were you guys uh, impressed with Kate Blanchett's performance? I was. Me too. Yes. Yeah. She was evil. She, yeah, she was able to go back and forth. She treated him with uh, indifference, but then also care, act like she cared for him. Lord of Men, yeah. Yeah. She played him big time. Oh. Because yeah. <laughs> all along he thought he was playing her. So he oh, played. yeah, yeah. He was the con man. she let it happen. And then, you know, don't con the con man or yeah. con woman. I mean, <laughs> he gave her tons of money that he was making off this side hustle where he's duping uh, really rich guys. And he didn't want his girl to know about it, so he's... Trusting her with a bunch of money. What I don't understand is why he... I mean, I know he had to get her in to get the information, but, man, you take that money and you hide it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. What a moron. <laughs> anyway. What's she call him at the end? Uh, you're just like a... You're an Okie with straight teeth or something. Yep. Like, calls him basically yep. a... A hick. A hick. A pretty hick. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't know any better. And, okay. My dad and I were debating this a little bit. Like, why... What was motivation for totally turning on him at that does it all stem from him kind of humiliating her at that live show where he was like in front of everybody basically saying she had like i think she just in my opinion she knew he was trouble and he wasn't as smart as he thought he was you know and you don't you don't keep a liability you get rid of him she didn't care about the money he was like why did you do this when she hands him off the suitcase and instead of thousands of dollars she replaced it with Single. She said she didn't care about the money. He said that when before he realized she gave him all ones. So I mean, she kept the money. She kept She's, the thirty thousand, which would have been a, a butt ton of money back then. She said something like, "Who's the powerful one now?" Or yeah, like something. I like mean, that. Like it was like a power I think play. it. For me, it was because he was treating her as if she was just a piece to be moved, and she was like, "Yep, I just you know skewed your whole game, buddy." Yeah, I, I thought and it might stole been, your money. Yeah, I thought it might have been. Uh, power play well yeah like I, I you're no longer any of value to me yeah I've, I've gotten everything out of you that i possibly can so and be gone so you mentioned the scene in the beginning where he kind of got the best over i almost wonder if that wasn't purposeful because she needed to lure him in she needed him to jump on the rich guy she was with and that led to the more rich guy because she kind of dropped hints about because he's like, you got to find, you know, he wants to introduce me to her friends. Oh, by the way, I had a session with him. So yeah, I almost just... think she orchestrated that by letting him manipulate her in that first round and got his interest. Yeah, yeah. she's a big shot psychologist. Yeah. So she's able to get this inside info that then she can give to him and he's able to use it with these clients. And they're like, how the heck did he know that? Right. Well, he knew it because he went and got Got it from them, from her. Got it from her, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, it's like she didn't need the money. It's like she just wanted to take his money just to destroy him. Yeah. It's like not, not she could take it and throw it off into the river if she wanted to. Like, yeah. Matter. Yeah, it's just a wild twist. Like, like we've, we've already covered. Like, yeah, she, he thought he had the upper hand and literally just that Damn. quick. It's like, oh, no, you, you thought you was pulling the strings? No, you had the string... You was tying yourself up in the strings. You, yeah. You're the puppet. You're not the puppeteer. Yeah. Kind of crazy. A, a, a huge, and again, that's just the, you had the visual gut punches coming at you, 
And then you had this, you know, think piece behind the scenes where you had to try to figure all this out and see where it was going. And, and I did not see it going where it did. Yeah. I will say, I thought the sets were very solid. I mean, oh my gosh. A lot of money went into, yeah. Um, I don't know, setting up the carnival. I mean, it looked. That's real a good point. Yeah. Joe, good. give us the rundown on the price. Yeah, let me pull that up. I forgot. And all these like big buildings they're in, they just have like this look of the 4D. Yeah. Like, I don't know how it's they... so dark and gloomy. Yeah. Okay, so. Ooh. <laughs> you know what made me think, Justin, when you're saying that is. You know how it was rainy and crappy? I mean, can you imagine taking down all that canvas yeah. and all that stuff in the that mud? And what a miserable job. That's how he very first gets the job is because there's a storm coming and yeah, he, he just won. happens to be getting off the bus and they're like, we'll put you to work yeah. tearing down the carnival. But I mean, can you imagine having to do all that crap in the rain? And if a, rain, if a storm rolled through, which it seemed like it did a lot in this movie, yeah. Yeah. you know, all your stage stuff is out, all those canvases are out in the rain, just... Oh, that suck. Time to guess the budget. Right. Okay, yeah. Now keep in mind, I'm one. Now this one, the budget on this is kind of weird, because this movie, part of it was shot before the pandemic shut down, and then most of it was shot afterwards. So, I guarantee that had something to do with the budget. Might have inflated it a little bit. Yes. Yeah, so keep that in mind. So. I'm say sixty. Okay, Dave. Really? Wow. <laughs> I was thinking more like thirty. Okay. Oh. So Dave's thirty and Justin. But you're 60. saying it's inflated, Joe. So I'm going forty. Okay. Justin hit the nail on the head. Wow. Estimated sixty million dollars. Yes. Right. How do they put sixty million into a movie? Again, this was pre. So you got to think, pre-COVID, post-COVID, the price hikes. Plus, it's hard to tell how much money was spent just to idle. Yeah. When nobody well, was able to work. You know what, though, too? The cast on this is so strong. Yeah. that. I mean, what does Bradley Cooper go for? And then you got Kate Blanchett. And then you got William Defoe, Ron Perlman. You know, Richard Jenkins, Mary Strongbone, you know, David Strahan. Those are like secondary actors for the most part. But still. Tim Nelson. I mean, that, you know. But you still have four or five main actors in this day and age. Right. And then four or five really strong B actors. Yeah, recognizable actors. Yeah, there's a lot of recognizable actors. So, yeah, yeah I could kind of see that cost in them. I'm showing, uh, you know, earlier this year in January, they were saying this movie had only made like $10 million. Yeah, what I'm seeing right now what is uh, gross uh, U.S. sales was all, uh, a little over $11 million, and worldwide was uh, over $37 million. So they're halfway home. Yeah. Huh. I think they'll get there. I think it's hard because movie theaters and stuff are just now opening back up. Well, in this movie opening weekend, we're on 2.8 million. This was just in December. So yeah, we're so only... we're only two months in. Yeah. Three months in. Yeah. Yeah. So they still got time. Yeah. And I think the more people watch it, this one will catch fire. Yeah. I mean, wow. What an interesting story. Well, was people already saying it's flopped. I mean, just based on that opening weekend, they're like, "This is a flop." Really? There's a story. Why did this? Why did Nightmare Alley flop so hard? It came out right close to Christmas. I mean, yeah, not really a Christmas movie. Yeah. Huh. What do you guys think of the ending? Do you remember what he said? Oh yeah. I was born for this. Yeah. Yeah. How crazy was that? How I can it seemed like he. I mean, obviously, he totally knew. He was going to be turned into a geek and didn't care at that point. I mean, that was kind of weird. Well, I, I kind of perceived it as 
at this point in his life, all the all the crap he's had to deal with, is like, you know what? At this point, I don't care. Yeah, I think he was just at the point. Yeah, I agree with Joe. Just like, at I'm at point, the bottom. So, yep, this is the role you play. He had killed two people and basically traumatized the three. love of his life. And yeah, three. Pushed his, her out. His dad. His dad yeah, lost the love that. of his life and did exactly what he said he wasn't going to do. Running on rocket fuel for so long and then just yep. burned out and then he's like, I well, can't run anymore. Well, and then he, he tried to play and then got played. Yeah. And just... They like, get mentally wrecking. Yeah, at this point, you know, at this point, what do I have to lose? I'm, I'm going to have a little bit of money coming my way and if I have to bite the head off a chicken to get it, let's do it. And the psychologist woman she plays to his ego and basically says like you can you can because the whole time before he's the guy that never touched this stuff i don't mm-hmm. i don't drink alcohol but she kind of played him a little bit and said oh, nothing can slow you down go ahead and have a drink and then boy that turned out to not be the case yeah <laughs> yeah alcohol fast forward a little bit he's uh, got a huge beard and he's pawning his watch for a, for some alcohol and traveling on trains and everything else yeah, he. Yeah, it took him a while to get to the top, but man, did it! T- it was a fast ride down. Yeah, I mean, my a gosh. Unlikable character. I was kind of rooting for him to get out of that situation where the uh, psychologist played him and tried to get him arrested. Like yeah. when he escaped and like got on the train and hid behind his stuff and got out of there, I was like, all right, good. So, he hid behind some uh, chickens. chickens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How convenient. Yeah. <laughs> Well, as we're as you're watching it, like, do either of you sit there and wonder, like, is there some sort of, what is like the deeper message, or is there some sort of, you know, I don't know. I thought there was like something going on that I was just kind of missing and couldn't quite put my finger on. Like, okay, okay, so I'm of, not alone on that. Is there some sort of deeper thing going on with this? Like, is this an allegory for something? Or well, because I was sitting there watching it, and well, when it first, you know, first right out of the barrel. We see his butt dead body being dragged across the floor, and then all of a sudden you flip to this carnival scene. I'm going, what, why? And so the whole time I'm sitting there going, okay, what's what's really going on? So, so yeah, to a point, I, I'm with you on that, Justin. There was, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, what? But I'm just sitting there trying to put the pieces of that puzzle together, and literally nothing's adding up. Yeah, that was the beauty of it for me, though. Twists and turns. Yeah. Because, you know, I get so sick of seeing movies now that are just the same old plot. Right. You know, rom-coms. Oh, they don't get along. Oh, they're turning into, you know, love of my life by the end of the movie. I call it the homework movie syndrome. Yeah. Uh, lady moves back to small town to find true love. Yeah, only to fi- or re- a divorced lady moves back to her hometown yeah. only to find out true love was there the whole time. Yeah. And by the way, there's a dog. Yeah. <laughs> or a horse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Hallmark movie. Yeah. Gosh. You know, and there's so much of that crap. And then they're remaking movies. So to have something like this come out and just be fresh. And, and, but I mean, but, and it's not like it's a new story necessarily. But it's but a remake. It is. But, yeah. I mean, it's it's just not carbon copy. Right. You know, a lot of little intricate it's, details. It's not a carbon copy and it's not a watered-down version. Yeah. Yeah. Did hmm. you guys see Hellboy? Oh, yeah. No. I guess after that, like, studios were just clamoring to the director, Del Toro, to, it, to do, like, every superhero movie, and he yeah. turned them all down. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and I decided mean, to do, like, Pan's Labyrinth, which is just, like, a 
Well, I, I can understand because at, like at one point you, you would just be so just blah with the deal, and, and well, you'd and probably catch yourself just watering it down just to get through. How smart is it? I mean, I'm sure after you know a couple of his movies here, he's uh, in a spot where he can turn it down. Yeah, I mean, you know. Well, he create creatively, he knows that he can get more mileage turning stuff down instead of just you know bringing money in regardless yeah born in guadalajara mexico started out in the industry doing special effects and then eventually moved over to directing yeah i mean i, I might say the pacing did feel a little slow but yeah yeah that might be a one critique but i mean visually and like we talked about already, the grittiness and the twists and turns. I mean, it's gets high marks for that, but at times, yeah, a little slow in the, the way it moves. But I have to say, when they were showing the whole electric chair set up, when they, when they go, what's the wheel for? Well, that's just decoration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Like, oh, that is awesome. <laughs> that doesn't do anything. That's just all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I'm thinking back, just going back through the reels, and, you know, even, I, maybe I might change my poignant scene to the sheriff. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just where the sheriff comes in to shut him down, because it's all blasphemy, you know, he's a holy roller that's coming in to get rid of these scandalous con artists and skimpy-dressed girls. Skimpy-dressed, yeah. yeah. And he's like, don't touch that, you know, the arm, which does absolutely nothing. Right. And, you know, fools them just with that. It, this is an emergency. Yeah. I just saved your deputy's lives. And he does a quick read on him, you know, his first mentalist act to save the whole carnival. And uh, I was just like, man. Yeah, when he was... How like, easy is it to prey on people like that? And then he's, like, giving his play-by-play play after. Like, yeah. Explaining how he how he's able to do all the reads. That was pretty fun. Like, Yeah, I'm surprised he did that. He kind of fell into it and... But see, I think it has a little bit of foreshadowing. He kind of was too full of himself. You know, yeah. a real con man wouldn't have said anything and just been like, I did what I had to do. You know, and let it be at that. But he was reveling in that. He figured it Every, out. Well, yeah, and everybody loves me in this newfound spotlight, and I'm the man. And yeah. he kind of rolled into that. And that's that's when I knew he was in trouble because he was bragging. I was like, yeah, real con men don't brag. <laughs> you know, like the guy that taught him and gave him the book. You yeah. Know, he was super subtle about what he knew and you know he gave a little demonstration like yeah that's all there is you know and he was a true artist right bradley cooper walked down the wrong road there what scene i think yeah she was right in line with us uh the 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 action the gory scenes was wow and but a little a little slow in spots Mm kind of I think I think that's my my biggest complaint with the movie was like they they could have tightened some of it up in spots could have because two and a half hours I just yeah uh, well uh, on Rotten Tomatoes the audience didn't appreciate it sixty eight percent really critics eighty I just I don't see that sixty eight seems a little low to me seven point one on IMDb out of ten huh best picture of the year I don't know. Uh, yeah. I appreciate it for this show. It gives us a lot to talk about, and it's unique. And 
Yeah, it's a little different than what we've been been watching, but yeah. Picture of the year. I, well, okay, so I can see it being in the category, yeah. but I don't think it's going to bring home the, the award. Right. I'll be shocked if it does. I'll put it that way. Hmm. So, hold on. What was the rating? We'll have to wait till March 27th. That's when the Oscars start. What was the rating again? Uh, IMDb, 7.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, audience, 68. Okay. Critics, 80. So to give you an idea, The Hangover, which also starred Bradley Cooper as one of the main characters, 7.7 and 79%. The Hangover was funny. Yeah. yeah. Had a lot of unique scenes in it. But was it better than this? Well, to, to that degree? For what it, as a comedy, it's a good Yeah, comedy. I guess Maybe it is. Maybe not. You can't get apples and oranges, maybe. Yeah, it's true. Comparing the two. Huh. Huh, huh, huh. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Nightmare Alley. So we are Man, we... I don't know. I'm kinda torn now. I know I know where you're going here, Joe, but I'm okay. torn. You, you're, you're I'm rethinking it. Yeah, okay. maybe it's not as good as what I thought. <clears throat> Joe, when something is being nominated for best picture, does that color your do you come into it saying, Well, this must be pretty good or do, do you come in with clean slate and say, I'm gonna judge this on I, its own? I, I always come in with a clean slate because when, when I hear that kind of stuff, I have to remember that uh, these people are com- were coming from a Californian's point of view, and and a lot of those people out there, we sit and laugh and go, "What were they thinking?" Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so so sometimes when I when I hear the critics say, "Well, this is phenomenal," or "This is garbage," I'm going, "Man, nah, just wait a minute," because well, okay, so last week. We we discussed Tommy Boy and Roger Ebert, one of the most respected movie critics in the world of all time, said Tommy Boy made the list of worst movies ever made. Yeah. And I'm going, yeah, that's awful far stretch for me. Yeah. So, so now seeing it, I can understand why it's in that category. I don't think it's going to bring home the award, but uh, I can see the critic why the critics are. are are falling over it. You can't deny it, I think, just whether or not it's like a great movie or not, it's definitely well made, like the production on it is Yes, solid. yes. The acting is solid, and I mean, all the work that went into the sets and everything else is definitely impressive. Right, yeah, That that's kind of where I'm, that's, this is a kind of a complex movie to review because it's one of those, I can't, it's one of those hard to uh, refer to somebody, but again, on the flip side of the coin, it's not one of those. It can't justify a small or a burnt. You guys want an outside perspective? Yeah, sure. All right, watched it with my dad last night, and afterwards, you know, I got to ask him his popcorn rating, and I kind of joked to him saying another medium because he keeps picking medium. <laughs> <laughs> and he 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 said, you know what? I'm gonna do a large, maybe a couple handfuls out of the large taken out, but he he went large. Okay, huh. I not I, an overflowing. Yeah, he said overflowing medium or large. He's a pretty smart guy, though. He's very intellectual, so I could see that. This, this movie, I think, if like I know Joe, there was there were some gunshots in there. Yeah. Yeah. Call, you know, and then the guy got run over with a car. Yeah, a little bit of a car chase kind of deal. <laughs> but outside of that, it's not your typical action thriller. You know, right. it wasn't necessarily a comedy. So for the average person, this could be a tough movie. Yeah. 
Well, plus the runtime. The runtime yeah, is a biggie. That's what I mean. For two and a half, I didn't notice the two and a half hours. I was caught up in the story and trying to figure out where it was going. So I, I would have guessed an hour and a half. I wouldn't have noticed if you hadn't brought it up. Um, man, I don't know. I'm kind of torn because I could see for the average person, but. <sighs> I will say, even if you hear the synopsis, it doesn't really give you any inkling. I mean, oh, yeah, you have no broad, idea. The broadest strokes, but. You can read that synopsis and then watch this and be totally taken on all the twists and turns. Yeah, but surprise, yeah, surprise how it all plays out because yeah. you hear the plot of this guy, the, you know, the, the the plot of it is this guy becomes a mentalist and he starts going after the rich people and then it backfires and you're going, okay. Yeah. So so when I hear that, I'm thinking, okay, he gets too big for his britches and and he, he cons the wrong rich man and he, and he kills him. That's yeah. it. No, <laughs> not even close. Because yeah. that's when I first thought going into it. I was like, okay, big deal. He, he becomes this mentalist, gets too cocky, yep. and they just kill him. Nope, <laughs> not even close. Yeah. Something much worse in store for him. And when, when I first thought he was getting cocky, I thought like, okay, he, he, pulled, he put his hand in the pot one too many times, took too much money. It's mm -hmm, like, no, what? Mm -hmm. Finally done it. It was he started bringing in other people involved and making them part of the act and then gets caught and I'm going oh yeah I, I, I would be I would I would justify them killing him off as well but that's not what happened yeah him pulling his girl in at the end and involving her in his yeah crap was, uh, and the fact that she went along with it after she said no she was basically telling him like this is it after this I'm done yeah because he goes and begs her and he's crying in the bathroom stall and stuff and she's too big of a heart. She said, "All right, I'm gonna give this guy one more chance." And ends up becoming accessory to yeah, murder. So yeah. there's a couple reasons it underperformed that they list here on this website. Okay, is that it was released, you know, in COVID during COVID. It was meant for audiences in the older age ranges, which were less people going to the movies of that age range. Okay, but now don't time out. Now hold on. <laughs> okay, hold on. And it debuted <laughs> as the same time as uh. Hold on, I just lost it. Shoot, it debuted at the same time of a couple other movies that they felt like hurt it. Spider-Man and No Way Home. So, okay, Spider-Man, No Way Home. But, yeah. Okay, the new Spider-Man movie. I was, was going to say, because this was released in December, so... Yeah, so they just felt like this, this Spider-Man was a huge right. deal, and the audience age wasn't going to movies. Well, okay, so this was like you know, a week or two before Christmas. Yeah. All those people are out Christmas shopping. Yeah. Well, they don't have time to go see a movie. I just think this isn't a teenager movie. No, no, not at all. So, yeah, I all. could see the underperformance. But what I'm trying to, what I'm balking on is the, the COVID, the, the uh, COVID yeah, the excuse. Code well, I was, okay, I saw, uh, now hear me out, Dave. Yeah. Now, if this was December 2020, yeah. I'd say absolutely I'll buy into that. But this is December 2021. This is only three months ago, guys. Yeah. I'm just, not buying into the, that line. I'm sorry. I just mean older people aren't going to movies like they used to. Okay, yeah, I'll now, buy into younger that. people are. Like, I'm sure younger people beat up Spider-Man. Yeah. But older people, like, eh. I'll, like me, I'm not going to. Well, I don't go to the movies anyway, so that's a change. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I can't see an older person saying, I'm definitely going to movies. See, this just because, as Justin pointed out, the trailer and stuff just don't hint at the depth. Right. I, I feel yeah, like this one I think is going to be a smash hit on streaming services. Yeah, I think so too. I think it needs a little bit of traction and people to talk about it. Yes. Like we're doing now. Exactly. You're welcome. 
<laughs> yeah. All right, so do we want to go ahead and rate it? Yeah, I'm I'm a large. I agree really? with uh, Mark. You know, I I think I don't think it has I don't know. It didn't come near a mop bucket for me just because I don't think mm-hmm. it's for everybody. I don't think it's a well-rounded film. Right. I do agree that it is an older uh person type film. And I think that it's for someone that likes an intellectual movie that you don't see the twists and turns. You don't see the pattern playing out like you thought it might. And I think just the the grisly, startling nature of some of the scenes is just fantastic. Yeah. But not enough to carry it to a mop bucket. Right. But still, disturbing, you know, grisly. You know, the the face on the mom's smile when she shoots her husband and shoots herself. Yeah. Man, what a gripper. Yeah. But as you said, Joe, there's so much time in between. I mean, it's such a full story, but... <sighs> it's a hard balance because if it was all it, that kind of stuff, yeah, I would be rolling my eyes. Yeah. But yet... Well, that's what I mean. It's not for everybody. Like, yeah. you noticed the two and a half hours. I did not. Yeah. So I don't feel like it was, you know, that film that just hit a home run for everybody. You have to be a certain type of movie watcher to really think this is a home run. Yeah, I don't think that they needed more of those uh, gritty scenes, those grippers. Yeah. But I think if they would have just shortened up the, the slow parts, that would have helped it tremendously. Yeah, I mean, there's there was a lot there that... And there was a couple parts I just didn't understand. Like, the lady that took him in for the bath. You know, she ab- grabbed him by his privates. You know, but there wasn't... It wasn't romance, I don't think. Did you guys know what that scene was about? Exactly. I mean, he goes in for a bath, and she says, oh, you're a looker, oh, you're trouble. She grabs him by his ding-dong, and, you know. Well, I think that family ends up kind of taking him under their wing, and part of that is Pete's okay with his wife sleeping with whoever she wants to, I guess. Was that that it? I mean, I wasn't sure. Yeah, me neither. He was a drunk, and, and, you know, and she sent him off for breakfast, you know, as he's kind of doting on her with speaking French to her to remind her of their time in Paris. Yeah, I think he's just... He's okay with it because he's a drunk? He's such a free spirit that he's like, whatever. My wife's going to do whatever she does. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I just... So, like, to me, though, that was miscellaneous... See, it's something like that. They could have cut that out and not yeah, it had the story no bearing on the movie. Yeah. yeah, you know, because he can he treated that guy like a father figure. He started taking care of him, you know, going and getting his alcohol for him, you know, helping him with the shows when he was too drunk to do it right, and you know, so he was his caretaker, but yet sleeping with his wife. That's kind of maybe kind of a weird yeah. deal. Maybe I don't know. That's just that kind of part was a little bit of a drawback for me because I agree with you, Joe. That didn't have to be there. Yeah, because now if it would have played out that she was part of that scheme at the end yeah that would have made perfect sense yeah if he just circled back or something yeah, yeah but so. it was just like it was just there so, so like yeah. hey we need you know a few minutes of filler right. just throw yeah. this in. so that's why i'm a solid large okay yeah right. yeah i'm right there with you i don't have too much more to add other than i think just the acting and the quality of the filmography is that the word uh, all the sets and all the cinematography the cinematography all the lighting all the the, man, that the, was fantastic. Just the way it looked and the acting together, I think, puts it at a large and not, like you said, Dave, it's not going mop bucket. And I definitely appreciate that pacing maybe could have been just a slightly quicker pace, but uh, yeah, I mean, and like you said, I mean, I'm in the same boat as I don't want to see the same cookie cutter 
formula that I've seen many times, and this one kept me interested, kept me guessing, even if at times I was maybe wanting to speed up just a little bit. Yeah. I, man, you, I think you made a really strong point, though. What a dark and, like, it almost, to me, it almost seemed like it was always raining. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys notice that? I mean, yeah, it wasn't. Back now, it yeah. wasn't, but, but man, it had that every dark, scene dreary. was kind of dark and tunnel vision. Yeah, and dreary. Yeah, that's a good word, Joe. It was dreary. My gosh, snow even, even when and rain. Inside, it's dark. Oh, yeah, like yeah. the night shows had were all dimmed lights yep. with spotlights, and you know the carnival was always dark, which you know gives me an appreciation for the care um, of the director. You know, making it look that way because a lot of times, like circuses are bright lights, you know, and blah, blah, blah. But in reality, in the 40s, how in the world? They didn't have that quality of light. They didn't have that ability, you know, to light everything up. So it was, it would have been dark and dim. So it made it super realistic. But even the movie poster itself has a dark, dreary look. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. I mean, yeah. kudos for doing such a wild uh, character arc. I mean, to yeah. get it from getting off the bus and finding your way in the carnival life. To these, and Oki with straight teeth. These heights of uh, <laughs> being in these plush buildings and all the way back down to the carnival with a beard almost down to your yeah. shoes looking crazy. I mean, yeah, it was something. Wow. Okay. Joseph? All right. So I'm going to be a little different. Yeah. When I was watching it during the slow parts, I was going, oh, this is getting, this is getting a small, yeah. and I'm not, and nobody's going to tell me any different. <laughs> and then it started picking up, and wow, did it pick up. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm going a solid medium on this one. I, if if the runtime kind of got to me, the little slow, yeah. pick, and because I have a very short attention span, I'm I'm that's that's a that's a, a, a not a well kept secret. <laughs> so some of those slow scenes, I found myself my mind wandering, and when it wanders, I'm wondering, okay, what's the deal with the dead body at the beginning? And, yeah, and yeah. so I catch myself doing that, and then possibly missing, mm-hmm. you know, valid plots of the story. So for me, it, it's hard to give it a large, but I have no, just because all the good things we've talked about, just how it's all shot and 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 the you didn't see, you know, you expected the car to go left and it took a right and just the wild ride you're on. Mm-hmm. I can see why it's so critically acclaimed, and but yeah, you know, for me personally, I just cannot give it a large. So, mm-hmm. but it's a solid medium all the way. Overflowing even maybe. Uh, that, yeah, you're not gonna talk him into that one. Yeah, that, that that's kind of push. You. They only uh, had. They only how had about, like, how, okay, how about this? A, not an overflow medium, but a medium with a couple extra kernels. How's yeah, that? Yeah, where it's nice and the popcorn's coming out the top. Yeah, not you spill it when you pick it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, we're getting down to the details on this rating. Yeah. <laughs> a medium where you spill it where you pick it. Well, up. Yeah, I mean, I think that that says a lot for the movie, though. If you're you know, like I'm a solid large, but if you're kind of weighing in as like, well, it's a medium, but maybe a bit more. Yeah. Uh, kudos to the movie. Yeah. Making you think that much. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because and that's the thing, we're all sitting here debating it because yeah. a lot of times it's just cut and dry. This is okay. For example, I just I know I'm going to bring you something. I'm going to throw you under the bus. Oh, I'm sorry. Die hard again. Yes. <laughs> okay. So right there, it, it, it's a perfect example. Yeah. So, Die Hard is a classic movie, but yet Justin. Is sitting there going, it's a small, and you cannot tell me otherwise. But yet here we all are discussing uh, Nightmare Alley, 
and have literally watched each other's ratings change throughout this entire discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's a very well, yeah, that's interesting a, pick. The thing you can always, uh, when you're giving your rating, you're like, for me, and that's always valid because I mean, no one's gonna, no one has the same taste in movies. So right. For me, Die Hard was uh, burnt, but. <laughs> But I'm not saying other people can't enjoy it. Maybe it is a classic action movie, but for me, you know, that right. whole thing. Well, I, but I think that's what makes this interesting is because we're all coming from three different point of views. Yeah. Yeah, and I, man, what an interesting deal. And, and, and we're doing something that most of society can't not do, have an open discussion with differing <laughs> views. Although we rake each other over the coals over it, but it's not yeah. like, I hate you because you don't agree with me and blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of... it. It's kind of scary thinking that here we three are and that we're having a, a more adult conversation than a lot of people do. And I'm speaking just from my personal experience of myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that that it's sad that 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 if I'm thinking of myself as being the adult in a situation, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I saw it, but yeah, I'm not gonna go around telling everybody it's the greatest. Yeah. Thing no, I think it'd be uh, if I find the right people. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, yeah, this would be a good movie for you to watch. Yeah. Okay, but that, so, that's what it'd come down to. Okay, so let me ask you guys this rewatchability. How? What's the chances of you guys going back and rewatching no it? Nah, I know all the twists and turns. Yeah, okay. I can't. Because that's like, man, it's like I watched it once. Even on TV or something, I would not. Sit yeah, there I don't think. Yeah, no. I don't that, think I'd sit through it again. That's why it's a solid large, not any farther. Yeah. And a lot of my my rating is based off of just the cinema, cinematography, yeah. as Justin said, and just the the directing. I think the directing was a home run. A lot of side characters that did great job acting. Yes, out. my gosh. Yeah, that's why I had a... It wasn't all focused on the one main guy. That's yeah. why I had such a hard time of... Of doing this... Of talking and my, trying to talk myself into a small... It's like there's so... You can see so much work has been put into this film that... You know, you're almost slapping the people in the face of going... Yeah, you know all that work you did? Heh. I'm just going to dump on it and move on. It It's... You know, it's not for everybody, but you can appreciate the, all the work that was yeah. put into it. Yeah. All right. Do we keep Oscar month rolling and pick from another Best Picture nominee? Uh, That's up to you guys. It's your pick. What do you got going on there? Because we've got till the end of the month for the actual Oscars. I don't know. I didn't really. Well, la- last time we all put our heads together and picked one. Let me look at the Oscar list again. Okay. I, mean, I didn't see anything else on there that I was really drawn to. Uh, I was c- contemplating. He wants to say, "Don't look up." Yeah, that's. I've seen it though. Hmm, okay. I haven't seen it. Coda is stellar ratings on Rotten Tomato. Ninety-five percent and ninety-three percent. Yeah, don't look up would have been my pick. I don't really know anything about West Side Story, but yeah, it's, it's, it's another remix. That's all you. You know, it's know. weird. Licorice uh, Pizza's on there, which also has Bradley Cooper in it. Really? Yeah. It's a 91%. The critics, 65% audience on Licorice. Dune? Dune's on there? Yeah, I've seen that one. Is, is it good? I thought it was fine. It was a, well, another one of those where you're like, wow, the cinematography and the effort put into this, but did it really like blow me away? No. That's how I felt about it. So Justin, King Richard, if we want another Will Smith. I was going to say, so this since it's oh, your... Oh, King Richard didn't interest me. Since it's your pick... What, where, where are we going to go with this? What's code? Okay. Well, um, hmm. well, let me ask. So, okay. I have a pick lined up for non, 
if we want to go non-optical routes, you guys just decide. It, I, I'm good either That's way. what I was going to say. If you have a solid pick you're good with, let's go with your pick, and we can always do the Oscars. As the fan pick. As the fan pick the next go-around. Okay. See, and depending on what wins, yeah. it could be the winner uh-huh. or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Read it. So if you got a solid pick, let's yep. go with that. Uh, this, the Tinder Swindler. The Tinder Swindler? What? Available now on Netflix. Oh, boy. <laughs> This will this will get the conversation going. Ooh, okay. I seen the uh, I've not seen the previews, but I seen the poster on my Netflix queue the other night. And I was like, oh, that's going to be good. And I'm just basing off the. Uh, I have no idea what the story's about, but just seeing the poster, I was like, oh, that's going to be good. I want to see that. Just yeah, this is a bit of an exception to my usual rule of just shooting from the hip. This so is this is I, a newer one. This is one I've seen and and. Thought this would be good for the the podcast. This will will be a lot to talk about. Obviously. I, I want to ask you. 2022. I want to ask you if it will interest me, but I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it. I, I'm excited. Can you tell I'm excited? <laughs> <laughs> Who's in this? <laughs> it's a documentary. Is it really? Yep. I don't even recognize any of the people in it. They're all foreign. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A lot of like. Like Swedish Dutch, or Swedish, yeah, yeah Finnish mm-hmm. actors, huh? Ooh, I, I'm excited! Wow, it's got a 93% like this movie on Google users, 96 on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.2 on IMDb. Huh? Okay, Justin, I have not you, heard that. You, you have my attention, sir. Good deal. I don't know. Did you, how'd you pick this one out? I just watched it the other week, and you already seen it? Yeah. Oh man. Talk to myself. Man, we're gonna. This will be a lot to talk about. That's probably not even related to the movie. It'll spark some conversation. Well, I'm telling you now, I'm going back to the '80s, boys. Good, I like Ooh. the '80s shakes. Because you know we're okay. throwing out these new movies, and I just can't take it. I'm getting shakes. Well, I, ha- I have, I st- I've, I've already got my pick lined up too. But it's a '90s flick. I watched something last week. What was it? But I'm still digging from the. What about Bob Well? So there's. <laughs> What's uh man? I, I watched the movie and it had an awesome soundtrack. Shoot, I can't even think of the movie. But it's one of those good soundtracks. You know, it had like Billy Joel and yeah, just uh, good soundtrack, good eighty soundtrack. Okay, Justin, I'm going to ask: d- Is the Tinder does the Tinder swindler? Tinder swindler. Kind of hard to say. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, excuse me. It's a good thing I had a mask on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is the Tinder Swindler kind, kind of along the lines of Facebook? The Social Dilemma? Uh, like, no. is it that much of a documentary, or is it more of a movie movie? Oh, straight-up documentary with interviews of these people who have been swindled. Really? Because okay. it reads like it's a uh, movie movie. No, it's it's. I mean, not, it won't spoil anything to say that. <clears throat> yeah, this, it this says guy it's guy is a... able to get a lot of money out of people. You know, that's something that's come up on the, on the Joe Show. Just yeah. People that are able to prey on other people and get their yeah. money. But the way he does it is pretty. Uh, pretty conniving. I, I'm excited. Okay. All right. Well, this that's is, it then. Uh... You hear it, the little blurb, and you're like, millions of dollars. How is this possible? And then you. And then you watch it. it. You get All the right. That's the, hold on. Save it for next week, that's gentlemen. Like, that's like. Uh, Oh, what's that documentary about the McDonald's monopoly? Oh yeah, uh, with oh. Uh, Ray Kroc and uh, 
No, 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 no. No, that no, was no, the no. guy's name, Ray Kroc. No, that was. Uh, With the game pieces and all that? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's different. What oh, you're talking yeah, about. yeah, yeah. You're I talking about how McDonald's I'm talking about. Oh. The McDonald's game, yeah. McDonald's Monopoly. Yeah. Monopoly documentary. Here we go. It's a good one. McMillions. I never saw that one. Oh, man. It's I good. haven't either. It's on HBO Max. It's like a six series, six episode deal. Yeah. Man, it is. Talk about a wild ride. Yeah. That's it. And how they rigged that. We just found Joe's next pick. Now it's a, it's a six series deal. Well, that's okay. How long are each one? An hour. Damn. <laughs> Trust me. It, okay. I'm just saying that might take me a little while to watch. No, 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 no. It it goes by. I know. I'm just saying, like finding six hours. Well, it's one of those we could do an episode a week breakdown. That yeah. I just mean because it's uh it's I don't know. It takes me forever to watch anything. I don't have TV, so. But this yeah, one's the, under two hours. I gotta purposely sit down and watch these, and usually I watch them the night before. So. Yeah, the McMillions. I'm like crap. I haven't watched anything. The McMillions deal. How. Hmm. It's one of those, it was so foolproof, but yet so easy how they scammed it. It's like stupid simple. Hmm. I'm interested. Yeah. Okay. Next All right. Week is so the tender wrap us sh- up. Episode yeah. 49 next week. Tune yeah. in, everybody. For the Tinder Swindler. Tinder Swindler on Netflix. I'm almost tempted to watch it tonight. Justin's pick. Because I'm usually just save it to the weekend, but I'm almost tempted to watch yeah. it tonight. Take nice. some notes and bring those in. Next All week. right. All right, so for all of our news and reviews, be sure to go to our website, beentherewatchthat.com. Be sure to follow us on social media at BTWTPod. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And let us know how we're doing. Let us know uh, if we're hitting the reviews right or if we're missing the reviews. And let the guys know if Howard Duck is really that bad or not. And or how Justin completely undershot Die Hard. <laughs> and just any nonsense that Dave throws our way. <laughs> all these quote-unquote mop buckets that Dave throws at us. <laughs> Hey, for number 50, i got to have something special, and oh, boy, yeah. do I have it. Good. You know, number 50 fell on my watch. Just point that out. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't bad. It so help me if it's, Mad Max, if it's Mad Max 3, I will skip that round. Fury Road, baby. <laughs> Fury Road. <laughs> so be sure to uh, and send us your recommendations. We've got a list, uh, a playlist set up that uh, we can randomly pick a, a movie off that list. And I'm kind of into the category. Send us a category to pick from because I, I yeah. really like the whole Oscar deal. I mean, I, I wouldn't have even thought to go there. So, yeah, 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 I like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, nice, nice work there. Yeah, so so send us send us any any idea and and we'll we'll either keep uh, us entertained. We will either take it up for consideration or just make fun of it. <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah, you but, can go either way. You never really know. Yeah, it's a gamble. Yeah. The win lose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Been there, watch that. We're on all the major platforms and all of our episodes are hosted by anchor.fm. All right. Well, for myself, Justin and Joe, we've been there, we've watched it, we've talked about it. We've uh slandered Justin a little bit. So, you know. <laughs> no, nah, I'm joking. All right. Everybody come back and join us next week for the Tinder Swindler. Tinder yes. Swindler. Yes. There we go. All right. Then we'll be back for show 50. <laughs>